0: Hey, this is Max and welcome to the Ronin System Podcast. Today I have a special guest, uh, Austin Lenore. Hey,
1: my name is Austin Lenore. Thanks, Max, for having me.
0: Yeah, man. It's it's uh, great to actually see you because, you know, Austin is actually one of my uh, old co-workers. I don't like using the term co-workers, more colleague. Uh, but anyway, he was one of my old co-workers from this company I used to work with and uh, I believe he's still there. And, you know, that company was definitely like an upcoming, you know, uh, super popular company. And um, for me, when I first main thing that interests me about austin was the fact that he's just such a go-getter you know he's he's young he's hungry and uh he definitely has this kind of like business mindset that i think would be perfect for any company absolutely thank you
1: max me and max worked together for seven months and you know through that time we were able to share a bunch of business ideas and kind of bounce a couple you know things off of each other and it really helped you know to, to get established at that company and and to branch out possibly moving forward
0: yeah you know and austin uh the, w- the way I see it, you know, Austin is definitely a hustler. You know, he's t- told me about his, like, eBay business. Uh, he's told me about all his experience with uh, work uh, in college. You know, he's got a marketing degree, I think.
1: Management, degree. management uh, degree. Yeah, business management degree uh, for me. But I have ventured out into marketing a little bit. I did focus on a couple marketing classes up there. Uh, but yeah, you know, when we were working together, we were talking all the time, you know, about business ideas. And you mentioned both my eBay thing and just how, you know, I'm a business-minded guy. And I can absolutely relate to that. You know, I, I think I'm very business-centered.
0: Yeah, he's actually telling me about this uh, one idea, I think, the sock company oh yeah yeah
1: Yeah. sweet feet sockware was a company that me and max had originally bounced off each other um and just you know things like that it's a really cool thing to have somebody to talk to about business ideas because when you're working all the time in a business environment of course you're going to have those
0: yeah i mean that that sock idea was actually really what shined for me because he had this really good slogan for it it was like um was it changing, changing the world one step at a time, or something like that?
1: Yeah, changing the way we eat
0: one step at a time. Sweet Feet sockware was a great idea. Yeah, I mean that—that's just like one of many ideas. You know, we even had this idea for like, um, like a side business that would actually we could do alongside working with working in the company. But you know, in, in with anything now, especially especially now with like startups and tech companies. You know, you run into this issue where work life balance is a, is a big thing, you know, and that's one of the primary reasons I left because, you know, as you guys know, I have a lot of different hobbies, you know, I Jiu Jitsu, StarCraft and all that stuff. So it, it, I really couldn't find a balance with my time. And, um, you know, I, I just had to leave. And for Austin, I mean, how how's that going for you now?
1: And I can absolutely relate to that. Having a work-life balance is super important, especially, you know, for myself coming out of eight months of, of college, you know, I had no work in college, essentially, I had a bunch of free time. So coming into that business environment where you're working and you're grinding and you're doing everything you can to just help the business stay afloat, you know, you really do have to find that balance. And for me, it has gotten better. You know, I have found more time to hang out with friends and family and the people that I care about. But at the end of the day, you definitely want to make sure that you have that.
0: Yeah, I mean, for, for you, I feel like it was like one of those big changes. You know, a lot of people talk about like college being like sort of like a stepping. It's like another phase, you know, before college, you have like your kind of like primary school phase and then college phase. And then your actual like real world phase where it actually, shit just starts going down, you know. And uh, I'm sure you've experienced that to its fullest already. Oh, absolutely. Leaving
1: college and then hopping straight into the real world. It hits you like a brick wall. You know, you wake up one day and you're going to work and you just kind of think to yourself, "Wow, this is it. You know, I I've, I've made the jump to the real world. I'm out here working. I have to keep grinding, and it's hard, you know, in a, in a couple of instances for me just getting back on that normal schedule, you know, that sleep routine. Cuz when you're in college, you're staying up late all the time, you're always going out. So, getting out of that environment and getting into more of the professional environment, you definitely have to, you know, take care of yourself, get your sleep, you know, get what you have to get done and then, you know, find that time.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, for me, you know, I actually lived in the same, I was pretty much raised in the same city as the college that I went to. So it wasn't that big of a change for me, but I could definitely tell like the people around me, you know, they had a lot of issues, especially coming from like out of town, like, two three hours away it was just a huge change for them because it's like their first time on their own or you know i actually met this one guy you know smart as hell super cool guy super awesome didn't know how to do laundry did not know how to do laundry he didn't even know what detergent was wow. and th- that was just kind of sad because you know i think at the time he was like 19 um and i was just like what the fuck. so i mean it it, it, it has to be easier for you now because you've you've been through that phase and. You're actually living, you know, away from home. I think you're like, what, an hour and a half, two hours away from your... your yeah,
1: home? I'm about an hour and a half from my original home, about two hours from my university. So kind of in the central area of everything here. Uh, but you definitely, you know, are never too far away from everything if you need them.
0: Yeah, and you're you're living in like, what, four forward of Charlotte?
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of, you know... A, near the Panther Stadium area. So right in the heart of town, you know, it's a great area to be. Uh, but even then, you know, in a busy environment like that, you know, it can wear you down sometimes. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I honestly could not imagine living in the city just because, you know, I can get tired of people pretty quick, you know. And um, I think that shouldn't be an issue for you because you seem like a really kind of like, I don't I want to mean it in a bad way, but like a salesy guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's two people in the world, salespeople and non-salespeople, you know. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, you know, being a sales guy, you have to know how to talk to people. You know how you have to know how to deal with certain situations. And for me, I think that's one of my strong suits. I know how to talk to people, I know how to get around. And that's going to help me get more established as I make that jump from college to the city. You know, again, only being seven or eight months out, but it has been a challenge, but definitely working, you know, and getting my feet wet in the business industry has helped a lot with that.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, I guess speaking on kind of getting out there and do you have any plans of like branching out or, or do you just want to stay here for maybe like a year or two more and just keep hustling, keep grinding, keep improving yourself through what they have now, what they have to offer?
1: For me, you know, my plan was always to get out of college, get to work, work hard, grind, and then go with where the wind takes you. If you have that opportunity, chase it and go with it. But if not, Keep working until you do, you know, and eventually that hard-up work is going to pay off and you're going to be presented with an opportunity that's going to take you to the next level and ultimately get you to where you want to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, so you you would think of yourself like a corporate guy, right?
1: Absolutely. I I would say I have a very corporate mindset. Just in the fact that I like infrastructure, I can appreciate a process and how things are done. I think for me, I've always been considered somewhat of a straight shooter you know, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to get things done. I don't really tend to branch out too much in terms of being super creative and imaginative. I'm more of a hard facts guy. I can appreciate how things are done.
0: So you like kind of like a methodology, you know, like a, like a method to the madness kind of guy, you know, you just go with the flow and you, you stick with what they've got already. And, you know, you don't, you know, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing.
1: Absolutely. I'm definitely a method guy. I can appreciate the process. I can appreciate the system. And
0: like you said, Max, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Just make it better. I mean, I, I think I'm the complete opposite. You know, um, I, I'm pretty sure you know the show uh, Shark Tank, right? We talked about this a lot.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have watched it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I just get kind of obsessive watching it. You know, I'll watch whole marathons of that stuff. And sometimes I'll think to myself, like, man, why hasn't this been invented or why hasn't that been invented? And I'm just going to like try and actually, you know, Uh, I like to call it the uh, scrub daddy the scrub daddy moment Mm -hmm. I want my scrub daddy moment you know I want that moment where I find something and then it's just like boom I I can use it you know boom I'm just gonna be a millionaire off of this you know like the sweet feet sweet feet That's going to explode, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Sweet Feet Software, go represent that company. It's a company in our head. It's not official, but it's one of those things, you know, it's an idea. And if you have those ideas, put it out there and talk about
0: it because it's just fun to, you know, bounce ideas off of people. Yeah, patent pending. Don't don't try anything. Just trademark. So outside of, you know, like working and doing all that kind of business stuff, like what, what other things do you have interests in?
1: I think for me, a a lot of different things. I've always considered myself to be somewhat of an entrepreneur. Uh, You had mentioned earlier in the podcast about eBay. Uh, For me, in high school, eBay was something that really helped get me started as far as working goes. You know, I was 15 years old license right around the corner. I needed to find a way to make money. I had to put gas in my car when I got it. And I started doing that. Um, eBay is something that you have the opportunity to run with. If you just figure out what you're doing. And for me, I would go out and find stuff. You know, I would go to secondhand shops, flea markets, pawn shops, find something of value and flip it, you know, and it's a really fun hobby. It's going to be something that you can go and enjoy while you're doing it. You know, so going out and finding that gym, flipping it and making a profit off of it really just kind of opened my eyes to the whole entrepreneurial mindset. And that's kind of where I started my business adventure.
0: Yeah, I remember reading this um, statistic, speaking of entrepreneurs, this statistic that majority of entrepreneurs own at least five, five to 10 businesses. You know, they have stake in it. You know, it's not like they completely own it, but they have stake in it. You know, they're invested. Maybe they're like an angel investor or maybe they're actually, they put in like sweat equity or something. And I mean, the eBay business, very similar to like something like, you know, like um, pretty much just like an onta- uh, online retail store, you know, it's just like an online kind of like Marshalls almost. And then aside from that, you know, a lot of people that I've, I've talked to, like a lot of entrepreneurs, like real estate agents and all that, they actually do things like Uber on the side or they do things like, you know, selling on eBay or just investing in other companies. Um, do you have any like interest in doing any of that along with what you're doing now?
1: I've considered it. I I've always considered every opportunity that's been in front of me and I've thought about, you know, branching out and doing Uber or Lyft or exploring investing into other companies. I think for me it's more of a timing thing. I think being still young and fresh out of college, I, I'm I'm still considering all my options, but I definitely see myself getting there down the line. Just truly a matter of time and, you know, seeing where the wind takes me.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you are young. Um I I guess I could say that being like two years older than you. But the thing is, you know, if I could go back in time, I, I wish I could start where you started because it's it really is a good company where we, where, we uh, where he started out at and where I basically finished at for now. And you know, it's it's just one of those things that's like a stepping stone. You know, everyone has their stepping stones, but that one's more of like a boulder. You know, that's something you just climb on top of and immediately jump off to the next boulder. You know, it's it's a big strong leap. And I I think, you know, again with. Austin being such a business-minded individual, especially being like a corporate individual, he can definitely like shoot up, just kind of like skyrocket through the ranks if he really wanted to. And, you know, of course, got to be given the opportunities. But in this day and age, it's super tough just because I feel like that's sort of old school, this really old school mentality, you know, maybe not here in Charlotte because we have all like Bank of America here. We have uh, Wells Fargo, Duke, all these big companies. And one of the things I don't like about the col- corporate culture is that it's really cutthroat and it's really kind of like, you know, you you have to choose sides. And I, I'm not about that. I'm not about choosing sides. You know, I want everyone to to advance, but that can't really happen in this society. And, you know, it's 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 just one of those things that, you know, I, I guess we're polar opposite in those terms.
1: Yeah. And with that, you know, I can absolutely agree with you. I, I- don't tend to like how you have to choose sides either and one thing that i think is really important is you know try your best not to do that be friends with everybody in your work environment and don't look at yourself as you're there to succeed and that's it Look at yourself as these are your coworkers. These are the people that you see every day. They're going to be your friends, and you need to respect them. And ultimately, at the end of the day, they're going to respect you. So definitely you don't want to go in and step on people and fight your way to the top. You want to go in and do your job and respect the people around you. And if you do well, naturally, you're going to rise up.
0: Yeah, actually, I have a, a funny story. I've been doing a lot of interviews lately. And uh, obviously, they ask the general questions like, uh, where would you last work, you know, can you tell me about your experience, all that stuff? And uh, one of the questions I get a lot that I, I kind of find is funny when I answer it is, you know, um, can you name any accomplishments you've had or any any times where someone's just like praised you or giving you like accolades or anything like that? And I can't think of any because, you know, for me, my success is driven by other success. You know, and I've I've mentioned this before on the podcast, basically you know i I find more pleasure in helping others achieve what they want to achieve over what I want to achieve because what I want to achieve is to literally help them achieve what they want to achieve kind of weird right but you know that that's when I give them that answer they just give me that look like are you are you serious like is is that a joke or and it it bothers me because you know they they still have that kind of corporate mentality even though most of these companies that I've applied to are like the small businesses and so like small businesses. Love them or hate 'em they're they're the future, and you know just look at austin you know he's he's got that that eBay business which you could very easily just turn into something else if you really wanted to, but i mean I think he's got an eye for treasure hunting.
1: Absolutely. And for me the eBay business is more of a, a fun hobby than anything. It back in the day, you know, in high school and in college, it was a legitimate way to have income, but now I definitely look at it as more as, you know, kind of the stepping stone that I originally had that got me to my career and got me to out here in in the real world, you know, working that job. But going back to what you had mentioned Max throughout your interview, I I can definitely appreciate your answer to that question. I think honesty is extremely important and saying that you genuinely care about the people around you, that you want to see them succeed. That's a a fantastic answer. And you're right. It isn't the typical cutthroat corporate answer that typically is wanted to be heard throughout an interview, but it's honest. And I think any small business, like you mentioned, is going to appreciate that and eat that up. Because like you said, small businesses are paving the foundation for business of the future.
0: Yeah, it's actually, um, it's funny you mentioned honesty, because I think that's one of the reasons why I don't make a good salesperson, is because I'm a little too honest. Like, you know, if I'm trying to sell a car, right, and that car only goes like 400 miles, I'm going to let them know it only goes 400 miles. But if they ask me, like realistically, you know, it's it's probably closer to like 380. I'm going to let them know the truth, and I'm, I'm going to do it up front. And I feel like, you know, you kind of lose out a little bit, especially with people that really just want the up and up you know they want the the best of the best and when you can't give them that compared to other businesses like another car that could go say like 420 but it actually only goes 380 you know it's it's the same car but they're trying to upsell it so it makes it look better you know I, i can't do that
1: yeah absolutely and i think that just goes back to building a personal connection with all the people around you you know when you're talking to that customer Yes, you know, you may not have the opportunity to exaggerate the truth, but being honest with them at the end of the day, they're going to appreciate that more than anything because they're going to look at you and know that you mean well for them. They know that you're not trying to get them into something that they don't want to get into and you're going to build that natural rapport with them and have that honesty with them that they would expect, you know, walking in to spend 50, 60, possibly more than that on an expensive car.
0: Yeah, it's like that um, Wolf of Wall Street thing. You ever seen Wolf of Wall Street? I have. With uh, "Sell Me This Pen," absolutely. And the way that he went about that, he tried
1: to sell him something he necessarily didn't need.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because um, I mean, what? Just asking you personally, what's what's your response to "Sell Me This Pen"?
1: For me, when I hear "Sell Me This Pen," I look
0: at it as a salesperson
1: trying to get you something that you don't need. You know a pen is always going to be there a pen is going to be everywhere why do you need one in that exact moment you know if it's there take it if you don't need it walk away and that's something that i think people can apply to every business situation Uh, there are millions of pens out there don't jump on the first one presented in front of you
0: yeah and i i think in the in the movie itself the answer the guy gave was like he just took the pen and then said write your name and he couldn't write his name because he didn't have a pen. So there's the answer, supply and demand. But um, I remember watching an, an interview with the guy, the actual Wolf of Wall Street, and he said the real answer is um, to to ask wh- why they need a pen. You know, like what, what, what do you use a pen for, you know? And going back to what you said, just getting on that personal level, it's just getting to know that person, you know, getting to know the reasoning behind sell me this pen you know it's it's not really they're selling the pen they're selling the idea of owning a pen which is interesting because i mean i feel like it's a bad analogy because it's a freaking pen like you said everyone's gonna use pens yeah you know unless there's a pencil down the street or something but you know it works better for like houses or clothes or cars you know
1: yeah definitely something practical you know give them something that is gonna benefit them don't give them junk, you know, build a rapport with them and show them how that what you're presenting in front of them is going to benefit their life. Talk about the features, talk about the benefits and what it actually brings to the table.
0: Yeah. Like, um, you know, speaking on the, the house example, like if, if I wanted to buy a house from you, let's say you're a real estate agent. If I wanted to buy a house from you, what would you, what, what would be the first thing you would say to me?
1: The first thing I would say to you, I would ask you what you're looking for. Tell me what you want in a house and let me find that for you. I would read through everything that you give me, look at all of our options, and ultimately find what best fits you. Because at the end of the day, if I make you happy, you're going to close on that sale and I'm going to be fine. It truly is presenting to the customer what they're looking for and helping them get
0: there. Yeah, I think um, if Austin really was a real estate agent and I actually was looking for a house, he'd probably be calling me, texting me every day. He's (laughs) going to want that sale.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I would be letting Max know every house I find going down the street.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just like, "Hey, hop in. Let's uh let's go house hunting." <laughs> Absolutely. So, do you have any um sort of I mean, we talked about this earlier, but do you have any sort of intention to actually do something like that? I think for
1: me, the opportunity is there. You know, I have definitely considered branching out and doing my own thing, but for right now, you know, I'm going to stick to the corporate culture mindset and just go into job go into into it working pretty hard, you know, and ultimately, at the end of the day, get the job done. I think once I find that better work life balance and have a little bit more time to really process my other ideas and and find that time to really do more of what I want to do, naturally, more business opportunities will present themselves. Uh, But yeah, I, I have definitely considered venturing out and giving something else a shot still working my job, of course. But, you know, definitely finding something on the side that'll just give you a little bit of an extra boost when you get down in, in the gutter a little bit at your main job.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, speaking about like work life balance, uh, I know you, you're like an hour or two away from your, your family and all that. And uh, for me, I'm actually about five hours away from my family. So is my girlfriend. And so, you know, I, I think that actually helps improve sort of your like, career trajectory. And I think a lot of people are actually kind of doing that subconsciously, you know, Um, You know, they're just kind of venturing out and essentially getting away from family to get closer to the family eventually, you know. And like for me, you know, I I love my parents, but the thing is, you know, it's just living so far away. It's kind of stressful to go back and forth. And conveniently enough, after I quit, I was able to actually go back and forth. I hadn't seen them all of last year, pretty much. I saw them like once at the beginning of the year. And this is the first time I've seen them in, in, in a long time.
1: Wow. Yeah. And and for me, that's where I'm a little bit different. I, i live an hour away from here you know so being in charlotte now i'm an hour away from my original family two hours away from my university area so i've always kind of been in that central area i'm not too far away from everybody so naturally i have been pretty close to them getting out of that environment and getting down to charlotte and getting here and working hard you know has been a little bit different because i haven't had that great balance that i have naturally had in the past you know being close to them but anything as simple as a phone call a text message you know shoot them that contact and touch base with them let them know that you're still there you're still there to talk to them and entertain them and that they're on your mind you know and naturally you're gonna always have that
0: connection if you just try to keep it yeah it's all about that the uh, four or five minutes you know this four or five minutes connection especially now in this day and age with all the new technology that's coming out, you know, FaceTime and, and Skype. And uh, for me, WeChat, it's all super easy to use, super intuitive. Um, my mom still has issues because she's not very good at that stuff. But, you know, it's it's something you can work through because it's, it's getting more and more user friendly. And I think as time goes on, you know, you, especially you, you're going to find newer ways to, to keep those connections going. I mean, you might be the guy to come out with the idea that, like, Trump's Skype, you know, like virtual projections or something.
1: Oh, absolutely. And and going back to your point over the social media aspect. Social media has connected this generation and actually all generations in a way that the world has never seen. You can instantly talk to somebody halfway across the globe in a matter of seconds. And that is so easy to maintain on your way to work, you know, shoot a phone call. If you're chilling at home, cooking dinner, send somebody a text message. You know, that opportunity is there. And like you said, Max, social media, being that it is getting easier to use, it truly is an opportunity for everybody. So don't be afraid to venture out and reach out to the people in your life if you know that you have the ability to do so.
0: Yeah. Speaking of social media, again, um, funny thing, before Austin started, we actually looked him up and, you know, we obviously we looked up his like Facebook and his LinkedIn and all that stuff. And before he cut his hair, he just looked like this total surfer dude. And I was like, oh, man, this guy's going to be a tool. He's going to be a tool. You know, he had that that kind of like skater cut. And um, I think it was like his prom picture or something that was posted. And it was just really funny because when I first met him, he had cut his hair and he was shorter than I was thinking. So I was like, oh, this guy's cool.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Back in the college days and the high school days, I had a little bit of a longer hairstyle, you know, and, and social media hasn't necessarily been updated to reflect the shorter hair that I have now. But yeah, it definitely was rocking that that surfer flow back in the day.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the the whole social media thing is it's I'm not active at all. You know, if you look at my Instagram, I, I haven't had a Facebook since like two thousand nine, which is a long time. But if you look at my Instagram, I posted a picture like a year ago. And I think it's like of a belt. So it's not even a picture of me, which is kind of funny. And then same thing with my LinkedIn. You know, I try and stay up to date with my LinkedIn. But the picture that I have, like my profile picture is actually from like two, three years ago when I had a beard. And it's a beard and long hair. So very similar situation to you. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's important to keep that updated, you know, but as life changes, that'll naturally progress. But, you know, you need to consider getting back into social media. Uh, Social media is something that, like I said earlier, is changing the way people connect, you know, and being an influencer on the podcast. You know, social media, I think, can go
0: really far away for you. Yeah. Shout out to the podcast, guys. (laughs) You gotta subscribe. But um, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. You know, it's just difficult for me because, again, it's it's goes I guess it goes back to sort of that that salesy mentality, you know. When you start posting on social media, especially about the podcast, when you start kind of self self advertising and, and doing all the self promotion, it it wears down on me because I feel like, again, you know, it's it's difficult for me to do that, especially non face to face. As well as, you know, I find myself more of an introvert. You know, I could talk to you for days about anything, but it's just the fact of getting to that point. You know, it's the fact of getting to the point of where I can actually have that discussion or finding similar topics. And even after that, you know, I I feel drained. You know, I I feel like I need some time off. I feel like I need to, to just kind of relax and recoup.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think I can relate to that in a way. I almost like to consider myself an extroverted introvert. You know, I'm a very quiet guy when I'm on my own. I don't need a lot of social interaction, but when I'm around people and I'm in an environment where there is an opportunity to speak up, I love it. You know, I love being social and being around everybody. But at the end of the day, you know, that, that isn't something that I necessarily need because I can, you know, be on my own and be my own person and and be completely content
0: with that. Yeah. So, Um, I think the term you're looking for is ambivert. So, I mean, uh, I've done some, obviously, coming from psychology, Mm -hmm. they had this stuff where it's like, um, you know, a true introvert needs time away to get energy back, whereas an extrovert can get energy from other people. I think for you, speaking on those different situations, it really just depends on, on where you are and what you're doing. But for me, no matter what I'm doing, especially if, or even if I'm passionate about something, like, let's say, like... I'm at the gym, which I'm super passionate about. I could track a conversation for like an hour. And then the next hour, I just want to be by myself with my headphones on. You know, it's it's really weird how it works for for me because regardless of what happens, regardless of how I feel about it, I'm still going to feel drained at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, definitely. And like you said, it really depends on your situation. I know me and you, Mac, coming from a background that you have to deal with people every single day it drains you, you know, and you have to find that balance of going to the gym and getting out and about and, you know, finding that time to do something that you want to do because people can be draining and, and it really depends kind of on the day and the situation, but I think it's perfectly okay to have that time to yourself.
0: Yeah. It's, um, And I think it's really, cause I talk about me contradicting myself all the time. And I think it's really weird that, you know, I base my success off of other success, but other people drain me. So <laughs> it's a weird dynamic. And, uh, you know, I have basically worked in the service inter- industry my entire life. You know, the first job I ever got was retail. Second job I ever got was um, as a fitness instructor. So that that was definitely tough, but it was something I love to do. So it wasn't that hard. I even worked in the kitchen as a kitchen manager. You know, I even dabbled in real estate for a little bit. That was god awful. And, you know, the recent company, you know, it's it's really, we're, we were the frontline people. So we were always in the front, always facing people. And, you know, again, great place for someone like Austin, not so great for someone like me.
1: Yeah. And, and like you said, it is a great company. It's an up and coming company, but it is definitely not for everybody. You have to have a certain mindset. And when you have, you know, the idea that you, always want to be honest and always want to be true to yourself it can be hard to maintain that sometimes in a corporate culture you have to find that work-life balance and you have to make time for yourself but for me too coming from a background in high school I was a cashier you know I've worked in the back of a bar this latest industry that I'm in now is extremely customer facing I have been around that environment my entire work life I've always been around people and I don't think that's ever going to change I think No matter where we go and what job we take, we're always going to be presented a situation where we have to work with other people. But going back to what you said, you know, being an extrovert, being an introvert, find what works for you and really conquer that. Do what you have to do at the end of the day to make both yourself happy and your environment at work happy as well.
0: Yeah, actually, um, speaking on that, I remember watching an interview, or not an interview, uh, I guess you call it a YouTube tutorial on interviews. And basically, the guy said at the very beginning, like, no matter what you do or where you go, you will always have to sell something, you know, whether it be yourself or what you're doing or what you're actually selling. You have to sell something, you know, and and it was really interesting to to hear because he didn't really explain like why that is. He just kind of went into the fact that like no matter what you do, like if you're going to meet someone very, very first thing you do, you have to sell who you are. Basically, you have to make that impression. You know, and and again, tough because I like to tell the truth. You know, I don't like to float myself up or anything. And again, doing all those interviews, you you can definitely tell that I have a little bit of trouble with it because, you know, it's a complete stranger. I got to sell myself. But I'm feeling good because I'm wearing a suit, which helps out because I actually like wearing suits. Um, And whatever job I've done, I've never had that opportunity. I've never had that opportunity to dress how I want to dress, to really be myself. Mm Mm-hmm
1: yeah and and that's something that you have to find too you know you mentioned that you do like being in that suit because it makes you feel comfortable find the job where you can express that and you can truly be comfortable you know go out and find exactly what you're looking for and though it may not be a job where you necessarily always wear a suit as long as you're comfortable that's all that matters and like you said you know sell yourself during that interview and you're naturally going to get there
0: yeah um- What's, what's that saying? It's like uh, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Yeah, absolutely. Dress be a for little, the job you want. A little weird for, for me, you know, because I could get a job and let's say like going back to being a fitness instructor. Imagine a guy teaching a class wearing a suit. <laughs> yeah, definitely a little bit different there. I, I feel like that applies more to corporate because, you know, if you want to achieve more, if you want to go from like senior to a manager to a senior manager to a to a shareholder or something, you're gonna to have to wear that suit because you want to look good, right? Yeah,
1: it definitely depends on where you want to go and which direction you want to take it. But again, you know, a, a suit is going to be something that doesn't really necessarily define your career. It's just something that's comfortable for you. And everybody, I, I think, has their own suit, whether that be a business suit or whether that be your gym attire or you know, khakis. birthday suit. Birthday suit, khakis and a t-shirt. You know, everybody has their own suit, and at the end of the day, that's going to be what makes them comfortable. And just take that and run with it. Yeah. Shameless
0: plug. Uh, Parker Moore tucks on trucks. Look them up. <laughs> great suits, by the way. Yeah, actually, um Parker's approached me a few times about about different roles, and I, I think again, you would be. I mentioned it to him a lot of times, and he said you'd be great as well to um, be sort of like a brand ambassador for him, especially you know, again, fresh out of college got that business mindset and it'd be a really good opportunity because you can do it on the side you know whenever you're going back you can always just kind of like market it off be that be that brand ambassador be that kind of spokesperson
1: yeah, absolutely and I think every brand should have an ambassador in some way whether that's an actual person going out and teaching people about the company or a social media page where people can sit on their couch at home and learn a little bit more about what you do. I think every company should have a way to have that ambassador. And like you had mentioned, Max, for me being fresh out of college, absolutely. You definitely want somebody with those connections, you know, whether that be me or somebody else who is also fresh out of college. You want to have somebody who's good with people who can handle their own in a tough situation and essentially just spread the message that the business is ultimately trying to convey.
0: Yeah. And again, I I think it's it's super easy because you said, you know, companies should be looking to college, college grads and all that stuff. And it's true because we're all millennials here and we're turning into generation Z and all of us, you know, we're on the up and up, you know, it's, it's, it's our world to take. And so I think, you know, a lot of old school companies, they're not really taking advantage of it. They want like five years experience, 10 years experience, which is basically impossible for college kids unless they started working when they were 10. And so you know, it's a weird dynamic that's going on now because, you know, you're getting all these tech companies coming up again, all these startups coming up, you know, things like uh, Lyft, like Uber, like line Bike. You ever heard of line Bike? I have. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a super smart idea. It's basically, um, was it, bikes and, and scooters?
1: Yeah, bikes and scooters, I, I believe in big cities like Uptown, just there for your convenience.
0: Yeah, it's just like bike rentals that you can use with your phone. And there's just like barely any upkeep. And you you don't have to worry about anything because you don't have to sell it. They sell themselves, you know. And and I think the guy that started that was like fresh out of college or something. And you can see all these different companies. They're started by college students. They're started by people like Austin who have great ideas, sweet feet, you know, things like that. That that you know Parker even himself started that business off of off of a project. You know, it was just a a project from from his class and you don't see that with the older generation like the old guard because a lot of them same corporate mentality it's just like do what you're supposed to don't break you know don't break any bonds don't do anything like that don't don't try and like climb over the barriers or anything like that
1: yeah definitely and going back to that older generation and them being the old guard i think that's absolutely true you know they've kind of always done things their way and kept it to you know their mentality they're not really open to the younger generation and coming in with new ideas and a new mindset about business and it has been really hard for people our age max to get in there and and chase the opportunity that at the end of the day they're really wanting because like you said the old guard is there you know they've always done things their way
0: yeah I think it's going to be tough to change, um, especially with everything going on now, like politically and economically. But, um, you know, you're still young. You're a cool, dude. You're awesome. You're very smart. And um, I think that's it for today. You got anything else to say?
1: You know, I think I'm good. I, I think at the end of the day, just looking back at this podcast, I think the ultimate message that me and Max were trying to send here is, you know, chase your opportunity Always take with what you have and run with it, whether that be from your business or be from, you know, what's next, you know, take your opportunity, find it and really just enjoy yourself along the way.
0: All right. Any shout outs you want to do?
1: You know, no shout outs for me. Shout out to Max for having me here. A shout out to my work for giving me the time off to be here. Uh,
0: Don't (laughs) don't
1: get a lot of that. But hey, it was a pleasure being here and I'm glad I had the opportunity.
0: Thank you, Austin, for uh, being on the show. You know, it's always good catching up with old friends. If you guys uh, like this new format, let me know. Uh, if you guys are new listeners and you want to hear more, I try and post every Monday. Uh, so feel free to subscribe. You can check them all out. And also for the uh, regular listeners, again, constantly got to thank you guys for the support and the continued listens. You know, it's it's awesome. Uh, but otherwise, you know, thank you so much. Have an amazing day. Get out there. Get hungry. And good luck.